Hello, beautiful internet family. My name is Dan Davis, and I'm the creative director here at danstube.tv, as well as the Fearless Drone Academy, which is the ultimate online drone course for beginners. If you do want to check out the drone course, make sure to use the code DANSTUBE to save 10% off the ultimate online drone course. Now, in today's video, I'm very excited to bring you the 27 must-know tips and settings for the DJI Mini 3 Pro. The first two tips are external tips, and what I mean by that is we won't be using the DJI Fly app for the first two tips, but the first tip is connecting to a Mini 2 controller. So what this means is regardless of what version you purchase, if you just get the Mini 3, whether you get the new controller, you know, whatever that may be, you can actually connect it to your Mini 2 controller. So if you did upgrade from the Mini 2, for example, you can actually connect to your controller nice and easily. All you have to do, turn on the controller, turn on the drone, uh, plug in your phone, and then once everything's plugged in and connected, launch the DJI Fly app, and then all you have to do is press and hold on the drone's power button until it makes an interesting little beeping noise. That will be syncing or trying to bind, trying to find another controller. And then all you have to do is go into the connection guide. Uh, you can do it through their process, but I like to go into the camera view and then go into the control settings. Uh, and then as you scroll right to the bottom, there's an option to link. And once you press that, and as long as the drone's in that linking mode by pressing and holding the power button, then it will connect straight up to your Mini 2 controller. The second external tip is really handy. And now with the Mini 3 Pro, you can actually charge the batteries on the run with a power bank. So all you have to do is plug in that USB-C and then plug the other end into a power bank, turn on your power bank and you can charge the battery while you just leave it in the drone. So you can have the drone folded up with a gimbal cover on and you can just plug in that USB-C and start charging the battery while you're out and about on the field. We're now moving on to the flight menu, which is basically the camera feed when everything's connected and you can immediately see that feed from the drone's camera. That's the flight menu right there. Now, what I wanna show you here is tip three, which is the pre-flight check menu. So when you tap on that altitude in the top left corner, sometimes it will give you an error message or it'll tell you that it's trying to connect to satellites. Um, that will give you like an at a glance information. But if you tap on that, it'll actually bring down a separate little hidden menu and in there you can see the most important error messages any important uh, I guess messages that the drone is trying to relay to you whether it's trying to connect to satellites whether it's having issues with something internally it will let you know through this menu here and then you can also adjust a few settings here so you can play around with the altitude the distance and the auto return to home so I would suggest having that auto return to home higher than 80 meters I set mine at 100 meters that just means that if it loses signal and it needs to return to home, the drone's going to ascend up to 100 meters to make sure that it's gonna return safely back to me. Moving on to tip four of the flight menu, and this is to do with the battery info. So this is basically battery info at a glance. All you have to do is make sure that your drone's flying to get the information, but once you click on that little battery icon in the top right corner, it will actually give you some key information. So it will let you know um, at certain points when the drone uh, needs to either return to home or whether it's at a certain battery percentage. Um, and it just gives you some information that you need to see at a glance. So if you want to see like at what point the drone is going to return to home, it will tell you that. 
um, and it just gives you a chance to kind of while you're flying around and about to see some key information just on that flight menu just tap on that battery information and you'll get some really important info straight away the next tip which is tip number five of the flight menu and this is the touchscreen camera controls now in previous tips and settings videos, people have been a little bit confused with what I mean by this. So I've got a video here of how to actually do it. But all you have to do is press and hold on the screen. And then as you are still pressing and holding, you move down or you move up and that will adjust the actual camera movement. So press and hold and then slide up or slide down and that will move the camera without you having to touch the controller. In previous versions, you've been able to look left and right. But with the Mini 3 Pro, you are capped out, you're locked, you can't look left or right, you can only look up or down. But it's really handy to have those touchscreen camera controls. So that means you can control the drone uh, with the actual camera itself, with those tactile uh, sticks. But if you don't want to adjust with the little toggle wheel, it gives you the option to actually use the touchscreen by pressing and holding and then sliding up or down to move the camera. I do have some exciting news for all of you drone enthusiasts out there. If you're looking for a special price on the Mini 3 Pro or any other DJI drone, then I do have an exclusive Dan's Tube special. So if you contact the D1 store via their email, which is sales at d1store.com.au, you just have to mention Dan's Tube to get that special price and you can save a bunch on your Mini 3 Pro, your accessories, your drone, your camera, like whatever it is that the D1 store have, uh, just let them know that you check out Dan's Tube and you enjoy my content and they can give you a special price on whatever you're looking for. Moving on to tip number six, we're still in the flight menu here. Uh, this is another fun little one that a lot of people don't mention, but it's how you can adjust the exposure uh, without going to the EV setting in the bottom right. All you have to do is just tap wherever you want on the actual screen on the camera feed. You can tap right in the middle and it will bring up a little yellow box with a sun icon. If you press on that sun icon and then slide up and down, you can adjust the EV or the exposure through that fun little interface there. So it's a lot nicer than going through the EV setting. It's just a lot easier to kind of tap and then you can adjust by sliding up and down to adjust the exposure of the image. Moving on to tip number seven. And again, this is something that isn't really spoken about. A lot of people don't go into the manuals. They don't figure this out. So I noticed a lot of people not even knowing how to track with their drone. So there's no like menu option. You don't enable tracking. All you have to do is basically tap on the screen and then move your finger to draw a box. So you'll see how I do it in the video, but tap on the screen and move your finger in a diagonal direction to create a box. And that's how you can actually select what you want the drone to track. Again, it doesn't tell you in the menu, there's no option to enable it. You just literally can enable it whenever, as long as it's um, accepted in the mode that you're in. But all you gotta do, tap and then drag your finger in the direction that you want to create that box. And then the drone will set up a tracking mode straight away. Tip number eight, which is still in the flight menu, this is the true vertical video button. And the icon is off to the right of the flight menu. And it basically looks like, I guess, two rectangles on top of each other. Uh, one's vertical and the other one is landscape. And then there's just an arrow to show you that when you tap that, it's gonna switch between vertical and landscape. So that's all you have to do. You just tap on that button. There's no special option to like press and hold or do anything unique with it. You literally just tap that button 
and it will switch from vertical to landscape. Uh, I'll show you something a little later as well of how you can adjust that with the function button or the C1, C2 button, depending on what controller you have. Um, but yeah, this is just how you enable the vertical video mode if you were wondering, or vertical video button, because you can take photos as well as videos here. I did find out that you can't actually use the tracking mode while in that vertical video mode, but it's nice and simple to just switch between the two modes. Uh, so it's as simple as tapping that button on the far right of the flight menu. Moving on to tip number nine, again, still in the flight menu here, and this is the digital zoom. So it's off to the right, it's just below that uh, vertical video button. And basically you can just tap on it to adjust the different digital zoom lengths. So in 4K and in 2.7K, you can go up to two times digital zoom. But if you go into 1080p, you can go up to four times digital zoom. So it's as simple as just tapping that button to go between the different zoom options. But you can also press and hold on that button to bring up like a slider wheel. And then as you slide your finger up and down, it will adjust the different zoom points. So that just gives you a little bit more control if you wanted to adjust the zoom instead of just jumping from one to two to four. Gives you a little bit more control to create, I guess, smoother zooms or just to choose different zoom lengths within there. So really cool. And uh, one of those things that isn't explained very well, but you can press and hold to adjust that and have a little bit more manual control. Now for tip number 10, we are still in the flight menu. I know there's a bunch of tips in the flight menu, but this is the auto and manual focus. Again, you can just tap where it says AF or MF and you can tap to adjust, change it over to AF or MF. So that's autofocus or manual focus. Uh, these drones do have that infinity zoom. So autofocus will be fine for most people. But if you do want to go into manual focus, you have that option as well. And again, similar to the digital zoom, you can press and hold on it and then adjust that focal point if you want to adjust uh, where the focus is going to be. I do find that this doesn't work all the time because it is that infinity focus it's probably better just to leave it on manual or autofocus but if you press and hold you can adjust the focal length and that focal point um, and you do have a little bit of control uh, through that interface by just pressing and holding and then sliding up and down to choose the focal point the next tip is tip number 11 and you guessed it we're still in the flight menu here this is to do with the map interface so in the bottom left corner, you will have the map icon by default. If you tap on that, it will pull up the larger map, which is very handy to have. But then if you tap in the bottom right corner of that map overlay, you can see it's kind of like a circle with an arrowhead. You tap on that and then you get a more unique display for the map interface here. So you don't get a map. It's more of a compass design here. Um, and it will show you like where the drone is and the direction it's facing, but it'll also show where you are and which way you're facing as well. So this is a nice at a glance kind of compass design just to see exactly where the drone is and where you are without the extra clutter of having the map there. Um, but then you can tap on the little map icon again in the bottom right, which is more of like a pin design, I guess you would say. And then when you tap on that, it will take you to the map interface. So you can change from kind of a compass to a map design, just depends on what you want here. But again, something that not many people know, and it's nice to have those options. Moving on to tip number 12, and you guessed it, we are still in the flight menu. This is the final flight menu tip before I move on to the safety menu. Uh, and this is to do with find my drone. Now this is something very handy to know about and to know where to locate it. Uh, if you do lose your drone, uh, if it lands somewhere and you have no idea where it is, then you can actually go into that map interface. You can tap on the map to make it a large map. And then you'll see in the bottom right corner, it will say find my drone. 
you can click on that and it will show you the last location that it got a signal from the drone. So that's a, normally a good indicator of where to look for your drone. But let's say you walk over there or you drive to wherever it is and you still can't find the drone. You can tap on that start beeping and flashing and you guessed it, the drone will start beeping and flashing. So again, this is something that is handy to know. I really hope that people don't have to get to this point. Hopefully the drone just comes back and you can land it safely. But if you do have to land somewhere else or you lose it or it crashes or anything like that, you can enable that find my drone feature to see exactly where the drone is. And then you can click on the start beeping and flashing to actually get a clear idea of where it is uh, when you actually get to that location because like I said it could be in a bush in a tree it could be tucked away somewhere and even though you've found roughly where the drone is you may not be able to see it at all. Moving on to the safety menu now so if you tap the three dots in the top right corner um, when you're on the flight menu tap those three dots it will take you over to the main settings and the first one is the safety menu. So for tip number 13 in the safety menu, we've got the bypass mode. Um, so with the Mini 3 Pro, we have A-Pass 4.0, which means that the drone can actually avoid obstacles while it continues to track you, which is very handy. Does not have the side sensors, so you need to be aware of that as the drone's swinging around trying to dodge trees. Uh, it can be obviously quite dangerous. But if you want to enable that bypass mode, that's under the safety menu, and then you just click on bypass. For tip number 14, this is connected to that bypass mode. Once you tap on bypass, you'll see an option pop up called disable sideways flight. So that means that you can't fly your drone left or right when it's in this setting here. This is very handy um, because if you're manually controlling the drone and you don't see what's left or right of the drone, um, you may have an accident because there are no side sensors on this drone. So the fact that you have the option to disable sideways flight, it means you can't fly left or right, is actually a really cool way to test out the bypass mode and the tracking mode while you're getting used to the drone. Um, it just is going to avoid any issues because the drone is then just going to be focused on its main tracking, uh, which is the front, the rear, and downward facing sensors. Uh, like I said, no side sensors, so it's nice to have that disabled sideways flight option. Moving on to tip number 15, and this is to do with the altitude, distance, and return to home. I showed you these settings in the pre-flight check, which is on the flight menu, but you can also come into the safety menu here and you can adjust these. Um, one thing to keep in mind is if this is a new drone or if you wanna give someone else a chance to fly your drone, so that then means that you can limit the distance and the altitude. So you could maybe set it up so the altitude is, is capped out, it's limited at 30 meters, and the distance is limited at 30 meters. So just imagine a 30 by 30 bubble um, that's you know just around you. So you can't go higher than 30 meters and you can't go further than 30 meters away. Just keeps you in a nice little bubble where you can practice and remain nice and safe. And the other thing is the return to home, which I mentioned earlier in the video. Just make sure that that's over uh, 80 meters, at least 80 meters, but I set mine at 100 meters. So if you do need to return to home or if the drone starts to return to home, at least it's gonna climb to an altitude where there's going to be no trees, buildings, or anything that's gonna get in the way. Tip number 16 and the final tip for the safety menu is the battery info. So if you click on that, it will actually show you the cells. It will show you the um, charging cycles or the charging count. Um, and that can give you an idea of how many times you've charged the drone. It also lets you know how healthy the cells are. So it shows you if they're in a 
healthy range and you'll be able to see if they're out of whack and it will also give you an indicator if you're having any issues with the battery cells. So this is really good to check, especially if you're thinking that the battery is having issues um, or if you just make it a routine, you know, you check this every couple of weeks or so, just so then you're keeping an eye on the actual uh, health of your battery. And for tip number 17, which is the first tip in the control menu, this is the subject scanning. Now you have to actually launch your drone, you have to take off to give you the option to enable subject scanning. You can't do it while it's sitting on the ground. You have to fly the drone and then subject scanning pops up. And this brings up lots of different pluses. So it lets you know if there's a boat or a bike or you know a car or a person, it will actually pop up with little pluses. You can tap on that and then it will automatically draw a box around whatever it is and then it will allow you to start tracking that. So in this example here, you can see me uh, tracking myself, the plus pops up, I start tracking myself, or there's a boat and it pops up with the plus, I can just tap on that, and then it just gives me the tracking options straight away. But it's nice to have those pluses so that you don't have to draw around people, because sometimes it doesn't recognize it as a car or a boat or a person, and it limits what you can do. So it's nice to actually have the subject scanning set up. Moving on to tip number 18 and the second tip in the control menu, and this is the FPV mode. So this is really fun because it gives you a unique FPV perspective. You can leave it in the follow mode where the gimbal actually follows where the drone's going. Otherwise, if you put it in FPV mode, it gives you that really cool tilted uh, banking shot. So as you turn around a corner or as you do some really fun maneuvers, the um, camera itself will basically stay there in that tilted position. It won't adjust to try to follow the movements. Um, and that gives a very unique perspective there. So it's nice and simple to enable that through the control menu. Tip number 19, which is the advanced gimbal settings. This is a really cool option here. You can play around with all the different modes. So regardless if you're using the normal, the cine or the sports mode, you can adjust a few of the settings in here for the gimbal, like pitch and the smoothness and the yaw settings as well. And it's really cool because if you wanna change that pitch speed and that pitch smoothness, that actually gives you a lot more control over the camera movements. So if you want it to kind of smooth out nice and naturally, you can set that right up to the max setting if you want. And it will just kind of trail a little bit to make sure that it's nice and smooth movements. Um, and if you want it to be a faster or a slower movement, you can adjust with the speed as well. But this is just something to play around with. Um, I don't have any specific recommendations here, just depends on how you use your drone, but it's really fun to get used to that advanced gimbal settings. Tip number 20, and we are still in the control menu. This is specifically for iOS users, um, and it's the option to charge your phone. You actually have to go into the control menu, and then you have to enable the phone charging. So it doesn't automatically happen, unlike Android devices, where it just seems to automatically start charging your phone. But for iOS users, you need to go into the control menu and you need to enable phone charging every single time you fly your drone. Moving on to tip number 21, which is the final tip for the control menu. And this is the button customization option. So whether you're using just the standard remote control or the Mini 2 controller, or even the new um, DJI RC controller that comes with the Mini 3 Pro, regardless of what you're using, you'll either have an FN button on your controller, or you're going to have the C1 and the C2. So what the button customization gives you the option to do is you can tap on either the C1 or the C2, or if you've got the FN button, you can tap once or double tap to enable the two different options here. So it basically allows you to customize two different modes. So depending on what you want it to be, you could toggle the map, uh, you could recenter the gimbal, or you could even change from that vertical mode to that landscape mode. 
So it gives you a few options in here. You don't have every option under the sun, but it's nice to come in here. I set mine up, so I've got that map toggle and I've also got the true vertical video. It is a handy button to have, so instead of having to tap on the screen all the time, the fact that I can tap to pull up that map straight away is really handy and then double tap to enable the vertical video mode. It's just something handy to set up and if you want to set it up with something else you have a few options in there. We're now moving on to the camera menu which is right next door and moving on to tip number 22 and this is enabling the D-Cine like color profile. So you either have normal or D-Cine like. D-Cine like is a flatter profile that's ideal for color grading. So if you leave it in normal, the colors are great and they really do pop and you're probably gonna have no issues with it. But if you wanna take the color grading a little bit more seriously, then you can set up that D-Cine like and then play around with the image a lot more in post-production. Tip number 23, which is the second tip of the camera menu, is enabling the histogram. This is something I love to do, it's not for everyone, but it just gives you at a glance information that is really important to see. Um, and as you can see, I'm adjusting the EV here, and as I'm adjusting it, the histogram is going to adjust. So you can see that when I bump that EV up into the positive range, you can see that the image is extremely overexposed and the histogram will go to the far right hand side. Now if I underexpose it heavily, then it's going to go to the far left hand side. And this just gives you a chance to see at a glance how well the image is exposed um, and how much information is in that image. So I love to set up the histogram here. Have a look online at how to read a histogram if you need some more information. There's a bunch of info out there, but it's just really handy at a glance information because while you're flying your drone you really want to focus on flying it and getting the shots you don't want to have to worry about everything else so the histogram is a very handy tool now to complement the histogram tip 24 is the overexposure warning now this is the zebra patterns that you can see all in the sky and as I adjust the EV you'll see that the whole sky will be filled with that pattern so the overexposure warning alongside the histogram just gives you really easy at a glance info for how exposed how well the image is exposed and whether it is overexposed because straight when it's underexposed the zebra patterns disappear straight when you put a bunch of exposure in there and there's a bunch of light coming through you'll see that it just completely blows out the image it's just completely white and you can see the sky is just filled with the zebra patterns and that means that it's completely overexposed and the histogram also tells us that as well so again those two together really handy at a glance information while you're flying your drone tip number 25 which is the final tip of the camera menu we still have a few more tips to go though um, this is how to format your storage and also how to change the storage options so as you can see there's an option to format you can click on format and it'll bring up the options for internal storage as well as the SD card so in here you can can go between both of them to format the internal storage as well as the SD card. So that's nice and easy to do. But also you can see that as I'm tapping on the different options, it will change where it's going to save the videos and the photos to. So I can tap on the SD card and it will make that the primary, or I can then tap on the internal storage and it will make that the primary. So nice and easy to swap between your storage options. And for tip number 26, there's only one tip in the transmission menu, and this is how you can manually adjust the frequency and also how you can view the interference so if you click on the manual option it will show you exactly what's going on in the area it will show you how much frequency and how much interference uh, you can expect in the area you can only enable this view once the drone is landed and stationary on the ground you can't fly the drone and have this available
available as well. So you have to actually land the drone. Um, I would recommend leaving it in auto most of the time, but let's say you're in an area that's very densely populated and you're noticing you're having lots of issues with that range. You can then just click on manual and you can then um, press and drag your finger along that uh, frequency chart and you can adjust where you want the channel to be. So you can choose the actual channel that you're on and if there's one that doesn't have as much interference then you would probably go for that one. Uh, the auto does kind of adjust and go between different channels to give you the best option. Um, so I would recommend more so just using this to view how much um, interference is in the area, but you also do have the option to manually change that as well. Moving on to the about menu, which is the final menu I'm showing you here, and also the final tip. So tip number 27, which is how to check for updates manually. So sometimes you might not see the update prompt, um, you might just launch straight away and not see any sort of updates, you know? So it's handy to know how to manually search for it. Sometimes it doesn't initiate the update or you might just have some issues. So you can go into that about menu and then you can manually check for updates on the fly. Literally, if you want to, but I would recommend landing the drone. <laughs> so you can um, check for updates for the two options there. You can click on that. It's not the best kind of interface. It doesn't really show you, like you've really got to focus on where it's saying checking for updates. You can't click on anything else while it's checking. And then if it finds an update, it will prompt the update there, um, but nice and easy to check for updates manually. So anyway guys, that is the end of my 27 must know tips and settings for the DJI Mini 3 Pro. There are some awesome tips and settings. This is an awesome drone with lots of options. Uh, if you do have any more tips and settings, I would love to know in the comments below. Uh, help other pilots because there are a lot of pilots out there that probably only just picked up their first drone and it is the Mini 3 Pro. So definitely let them know in the comments below if you've got any other tips, uh, that would be awesome to share below. It's all about sharing and improving our flight experience, our safety and just our overall experience of flying a drone. So thank you so much for watching. Make sure to have a fantastic day. I'll chat to you in the next video and peace.